I have not been constantly cheating. Constantly. Everybody, happy Monday, and welcome to the Geek Squared Show, the show where we talk about the things that we talk about. My name's Emma. And I am Tilly. And today, we are going to talk about our favorite tabletop and board games. Switching it up a little, usually we talk about video games. Today, we're going back to our... Ancestral roots. Yes. I thought you said ancestral for a second. Absolutely not. (laughs) We do not have those in this family. (laughs) We do not have any ancestral roots here. So, first off, what's your favorite board game? Well, okay, there's like the old faithfuls, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I have a favorite. It's hard because there's ones that you like play with your friends, ones that you play with your family. Sometimes they cross over. There's ones that you've played as a kid where you have a lot of good memories playing it. It depends on your mental power at that point. (laughs) Also true. (laughs) Because I don't always have the patience to go through a two hour game of Monopoly. Or a game of like Catan or something. Yeah, like something that requires, like something that could possibly take a very long time. Yeah. Like that's a commitment. But if it's just like, oh, hey, you want to play a game of Crazy Eights? Like, yeah. So it very much depends on the mood. However... If I had to pick a favorite favorite, I think it would be Catan. Would you like to talk about Catan since it's your favorite? Yes. So how often have you played it? I have only played Catan probably a handful of times, but I have like a rough understanding of the game. You put it in front of me right now, I could probably pick it up pretty easily again, mm-hmm. but I haven't played it in a while. So for for those like me or those who have not played it before, would you like to sort of break it down for us? Without getting into the itty bitty details, like you basically you build your first settlements and then your goal is to build upon those settlements until you get 10 points and you have to collect resources via putting your settlements on things that have those resources and then you roll the dice to see if you get the resource every turn. The reason I like it so much is because like in Monopoly, there's only one way to win. You just have to bankrupt everybody. Whereas with Catan, it's like, oh, you could either collect all your points via like these special cards that you can buy, or you can build a bunch of roads and get bonus points, or you can build settlements and stuff and just get points that way. In a house that I was living in with five other people, this was like the go-to game. And we played it all the time. Got heated sometimes. (laughs) There was quite a few arguments about it, but... Most role-playing games do get very heated. (laughs) And it's very, like, personal, too. Because, like, you you decide where you build your settlements. And then if someone builds their settlement right next to it and it messes with your whole thing, you have to take revenge. (laughs) Like, you have to. There's no, there's no, like, ah, I understand. It's just a game. It's like, no. This is personal. You made it personal. Like, you're interrupting my survival. (laughs) But, yeah, like I said, there's so many ways to win it. Some just build things some would just not try to win at all <laughs> like, <laughs> like one one of my housemates would just try to build a road across the entire board it's almost like they're npcs yeah it doesn't matter if he has to try and go the long way like he'll <laughs> ju- he will find a way it's just one of those games that you can play because it's also different every time so there's there's strategy but there's also just not any at all <laughs> it's just hope the only thing i dislike about Catan is that i am a very solitary person mm. i find it very difficult to find groups of people to play Catan with mm-hmm. however there is a game that is similar to Catan in the sense that it's an rpg and you have to collect and conquer and all that it's a game that we play a lot called endeavor age of sale and that is good for large groups or small it has a double-sided board so that you can flip it to the condensed version if it's just you and i so i like that versatility 
that it has because you can either have a two or three hour game like Catan or you can have like a 30 minute game. With Endeavors too, like there's all those... Exploits? No. Exploits. Exploits. Exploits is that what they're yeah. called? Yeah. It's like an expansion pack. It's like an expansion pack. Which yeah. Catan also has. Yeah. And and Endeavor Age of Sale actually has expansion packs too, yeah. so you can yeah. make it huge. I, I like that about any game. Yeah. If there's not mandatory, but like possible ways that you could complicate it or mm-hmm. like make it longer or make it just more interesting yeah you play like that's it so many times. like that's fun for those who haven't played endeavor age of sale it's a really good game as well it's basically like Catan. rather than building a settlement you are out at sea trying to conquer all the continents the only thing i don't like about it is that being based on the golden age of sale it's all about slavery and colonization yeah, like there is slave cards however if you just look at it objectively the slave cards are part of the game yeah but, but we, we stay away from we've them. Never like, yeah, we've never touched them. We've never even want to. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a lot like a tan where um you have seven rounds and you build, you sail, you deploy your laborers that you gather, attack other fleets, conquer, and collect as many points as you can by the end of these seven rounds. The only thing I dislike about Endeavor, well, first of all, I don't like that it is based on colonization and slavery. Second of all, it's so easy to cheat. Have you been cheating? I have not been constantly cheating. Constantly? But I tried it once just to see if I would get caught. I slapped the crap out of you in that round. Are you serious? Yeah. I just did. I wanted to see if I could get away with it. So every round, you earn a set number of laborers to deploy. Mother sucker. <laughs> and and the the number of laborers that you get is based on how you have sailed and how many of these tokens you collect in the sail part of the round. So you can just take more laborers than you are allotted. No one's going to know I ain't how never playing that game with you ever again. No, I only did it once. I, I swear. I, I only did it once. Sucker, you a Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a very trusting group of people playing that game. Especially if you have more than two people, you could not possibly keep track of everybody else's laborers and progress throughout the game. But it is fun. Yeah. I'm sorry I cheated. <laughs> but I, I just wanted to see... Oh, okay. Here's, here's the thing. I can't say anything about cheating because with the household that I was in that we would play board games all the time, me and a couple others would constantly just like yeah. mess with everyone. Yeah. Because <laughs> we could. Just because <laughs> <fun. laughs> we could. Yeah. Catan was great <laughs> for that. How, how have you cheated in Catan? Like there was one person that I would always, always do this with. Uh, if I had cards, mm-hmm. say I had five cards in my hand. I would keep like three of them, put two of them. I would grab them with my foot and give them to the person across, like directly oh. across from me. No one ever found out. That's we had so like funny. it was feeding their their farm, and they would. <laughs> we never won like that. Oh, yeah. Like somehow, <laughs> even though the person was getting double resources, no win. Perhaps they were just not great at the game. <laughs> No comment. <laughs> Any game that you're paying attention to your own thing so carefully. Because mm, you have so much going on. Yeah. We're not condoning cheating, but we're saying we've done it. We're confessing. My friend who you know would just like take like insane amounts. Yeah. See, that's what I would do in Endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be the crowning champion of Endeavor because I feel like it would not be fair. See, I'm still a Gryffindor. But one game that I, this is also my Gryffindor speaking. I don't think you can win this game against me is a very fast-paced, simple card game called Speed. I've beaten you before. Have you? I've beaten you at least twice. (laughs) Okay, at least twice out of the... Hundreds. Hundreds of times we've played. (laughs) 
The rules are a, a little too complicated to explain without showing the cards. But if you guys know about speed, you know that it's insanely fun. You can just play it again and again and again for hours. It doesn't matter who the person is, what kind of games they're into. Speed is one of those games that everybody just loves. And it's very simple as well. There's a little bit of strategy involved, but it's mainly to just an fun. extent. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those games where where you don't really have to think about it too hard. Easy setup, easy tear down. Yeah, like with board games, sometimes you have to go back and read the rules just mm -hmm. to make sure. Like Monopoly. I will never, ever, 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 ever memorize what bills you get at the start of the game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you get on free parking? Or Yeah, some people leave it blank, empty rather. And other people start with 500 on the free parking every time. So if somebody takes all the free parking money, you, you automatically put another 500 there. Yeah. yeah, everyone just kind of plays their own rules with Monopoly because it's such a well-known game all around. Yeah. And that's another one where I do not cheat, but it's so easy to cheat. It is, yeah. It is. <laughs> so easy to rob the bank. If your opponent leaves the room, yeah. how are they going to memorize what you had when they left the room? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speed, like all those simple card games are really nice. Yeah. Rummy's another one that our family plays. Yeah. Cribbage. Okay, question. Is that a card game or a board game? I guess it's both. It's a cord game. It's a cord game. A bard game. It's a Korg game. Korg. Korg. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's stop about talking about cheating. I think that's what we were talking about before. Well, actually, <laughs> there's, a, there's a certain board game called Cheater's Monopoly. Oh. Chaos. <laughs> I think that was the first fight. Argument. <laughs> like, literally, people's feelings got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to hear about that, but first, we're going to take a small break to talk about why we are doing this episode in the first place. This episode has been inspired by another podcast that we have discovered and become friends with called We're So Bored, and it's hosted by Jake and Rachel. They break down the mechanics, complexity, and replayability of some of the coolest board games that I've ever heard of. My favorite so far has been their episode on Brew. I think we should play that at some point. It sounds like a super cool game. Tilly, you can attest to this. I do not read instructions. <laughs> I refuse. Yeah. I can't understand yeah. without doing it. I don't have a good attention span. <laughs> anyway, so it has been really cool for me to hear about how to play the game and their experiences playing. Without having to read. <laughs> without having to read the instructions because I simply cannot read sometimes. So they release new episodes bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can find them on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That's We're So Bored. We're with an apostrophe because they like good grammar. So B-O-A-R-D. This was the episode where we talk about things that they talk about. Ah, this is a show where we talk about the things that we talk about, but the episode where we talk about the things that they talk about. Aha. Uh -huh. All right. I want to hear about this argument you had. See, I very luckily was not even part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so Cheaters Monopoly is essentially just Monopoly. First of all, the game ends as soon as the properties are, are bought. Okay. So as soon as all the properties are held, game's over. However, there are five cheats active at all times. Are they random cheats? Yeah, there's like however many cards that you draw from. Okay. But the cheat has to be on the board. Ah. And there's there's a bunch of different ones, but some of the best ones are rob the bank, steal a property, swap a property, move a person's piece. Each cheat has rewards to it. Like if you do it, like say if you rob the bank, you also get $100. One of the cheats, one of the cheats, cheeks, one cheeks. of the cheeks. cheeks. <laughs> it's called short change. Okay. So say I land on your property, or you land on my property rather, okay. and you and you owe me two hundred and forty dollars. Sure, two hundred and forty dollars, <laughs> and you give me a five hundred, or no, you give me three hundred. Okay, sure. Easier math, <laughs> and you need sixty dollars back. If I somehow somehow trick you and only give you fifty back, 
and you don't notice, that's that. And because I've just cheated, I also like get one of your properties or something. Oh, like it's crazy. Oh, you get a reward. Yeah. So it's kind of like um that rule in King's Cup. Queen, the question one. Every time you ask a question and somebody answers, they have to take a drink from, yeah. from their cup. Yeah. So I don't remember exactly what happened. But anyways, <laughs> one person tried to shortchange someone. But like if I was the person that shortchanged was trying to claim that I was shortchanging, mm-hmm. I landed on your property. Okay. So I owed you $240. Yeah. But I only gave you 230 Oh, okay. But that's not shortchange. Yeah. That's just underpaying yeah. <laughs> what you owe. And it was a full argument. Oh, on like, like the, the stipulations yeah. of what is shortchanging? Yeah. Oh, goodness. So this other person, I guess, was trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But we literally looked through the rules and was like, no, that's not what that is. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's shortchanging. And it was like this big deal. But you were the one looking at the rules. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, no. <laughs> like, no, that's not what change. Like, you're not giving me change. <laughs> you're giving me what you owe me. You should have like pulled out a dictionary, looked up the definition of yeah. change. So, and this went on for like so long. <laughs> and like it got to the point where it almost seemed like they were about to cry. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It got that bad. Like it was just like out of frustration. Oh, no. I guess. But it was so funny. Like it was so funny. Oh, man. I've been in situations like that too. It's always with Monopoly. Yeah. Someone was just being a sore loser about never being able to pass go, which like I get. So they were so mad that they just flipped the entire board over. That is the ultimate sore loser move. Yeah. Like there's not even the possibility that they could continue without you. You just end the game. Yeah. Like at least just be like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to cheat or be a sore loser, at least have some dignity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> board game etiquette. <laughs> I have so many stories, but I don't want to get into it. Side note, Jake heated. and Rachel are not like this at all. No. <laughs> no. They are very admirable about their gaming. They are there for the fun of it as we I did are notice as, well. as they were talking about the games, mm-hmm. Rachel and Jake are you and me. Yeah, they are. They have <laughs> like, like some of the same mirror dynamics. image. Yeah. The episode where they're talking about Catan or Rachel is saying that sometimes no one gets resources. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just the way the dice roll, you can get like six rounds where nobody gets anything <laughs> and nothing can happen. Yeah. And Jake was like, yeah, I don't mind that. If I'm not getting anything and you're not, so be it. As long as I'm not suffering alone. And I was like, I feel that. <laughs> Whereas I'd be like, why is nothing happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'll sit there all day. And as long as no one else is progressing, I don't care. <laughs> There is a a game very much like Cheaters Monopoly, but it is the base game. It's not a cheater version of of this game. And it is a very fun game called Werewolf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We absolutely love Werewolf, though we've never played it together. I've never had a large enough group of people. Ah, to like really play it yeah i've i played it in college at a party one time which was very very fun and then since then i've only had enough to play it at its in its most simple form it should become one of those go-to party games any game involving deception yes amazing immediate fun and any any game involving deception and gets people really involved and you can drink while playing it amazing 
So what happens is everybody gets a card with a roll on it and you don't show anybody else your card. In its simplest form, there are just two teams. There's a team of villagers and one or several werewolves. So there's two teams. There's one narrator. The narrator does not participate in the game other than to tell the story. They're the dungeon master. They, they don't have a role in the two teams. So what happens is you keep your role to yourself and assume everybody is a villager, though you know that there's a werewolf among you. The villagers are trying to find the werewolves and the werewolves are trying to kill off all the villagers and be the last one standing. It's a round-based game, so the narrator says, okay, it's nighttime, everybody go to sleep, everybody closes their eyes, and the narrator can say, you know, can conduct sort of a story, but at some point says, werewolf or werewolves, wake up. And the werewolf team will open their eyes, or the single werewolf, and silently choose a villager to kill off. They'll just, like, point to somebody. Then they'll put their head back down. Narrator says, alright, it's morning. Everybody wakes up. Everybody opens their eyes. And the narrator announces the death of a villager, who is now eliminated from the game. The villagers and the werewolves in disguise now have to decide who they are going to accuse of being a werewolf and therefore also eliminate. Once they have come to a conclusion like, oh, we're going to eliminate Tilly, we think he's the werewolf, the narrator announces they have been whatever, hung, executed, uh, they are eliminated and they say whether or not they were a werewolf or whether or not there are still werewolves in the game. Repeat the process until one of the teams wins. Either all the villagers are dead or all the werewolves are dead. The catch is you can't disclose your role at any time by showing your card. However, you can claim to be someone you're not. Mm -hmm. There is roles that you can add to the game to make it a little more interesting if you have experienced players or a large group. So within the group of villagers, you can have roles like the sheriff who can settle any disputes when it comes to who you're going to kill off. You can have the little girl, which is a cheating sort of role where at nighttime, the little girl can open her eyes. There's also a seer who can wake up before or after the werewolves, point to someone, and the narrator can silently tell them whether they're a werewolf or not. It's very easy to cheat with this game because you can say I'm not the werewolf because I'm the seer or I'm not a werewolf because I'm the little girl. Mm -hmm. But then someone else is like, no, but I'm the little girl. Mm -hmm. It becomes a game of deception Who's and trust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to be a good debater. You have to stand your ground. And it's another one that just never gets old because it's always evolving. You mm -hmm. can add roles, take away roles. You can have bigger teams of villagers and a small group of werewolves. Even if you don't trust people you're playing with, you can still have a lot of fun. And that's yeah. sometimes the fun because you don't trust people that you're playing with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're interested in playing werewolf with us, please hit us up. <laughs> Reach out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other games you would like to talk about? Clue, but specifically the Scooby-Doo version. The Scooby-Doo version of Clue? Yes. I didn't even know that existed. It is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Risk. Risk is pretty cool. Oh, fun. Risk is... Okay, here's the thing. I have never understood how to play Risk, but I watch other people play it, and I'm enthralled. I, I feel like I'm watching Game of Thrones <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when, I'm, when yeah. I'm watching people play Risk. <laughs> risk is good. Yeah, Risk... Battleship, uh, too. I can't get with Battleship. You can't get with Battleship? My strategy always is to just go like pick spots as a checkerboard, but... Because it takes so long to get all the way through from yeah, one corner to the other corner. From, the yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about... Um... Operation. <laughs> <laughs> I love and hate Operation. I feel like I have some deep-rooted trauma associated with Operation because <laughs> I have anxiety. Okay, yeah. So I could not play Operation. And every time I was forced to play Operation by like the group of friends that I was playing with, it would just end up with me crying because of the buzzer. <laughs> 
And I remember one time, after so many times of not being able to play it, I think my mom was trying to help me like overcome this fear of operation. So we tried to play it, and again, I started crying. And so this was obviously when you were like young. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like under the age of eight. Yeah. Once you get past that age, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. (laughs) I started crying, and she was like, "All right, whatever. We don't have to play." So she proceeded to try to get the pieces out of the thing, which constantly made the buzzer go off, and I just started like screaming. Because I was, I didn't like it. I hated it. I, I am an anxious person. It was awful. So I have a hate-hate relationship with awful Why didn't she just turn the thing upside down? I don't know. You know my mother. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, you either have a steady hand or you don't. Like, once you learn you have a steady hand, like, okay. And then if, you're, if your hand is shaky and you're just buzzing all the time, you're like... Frick this game, like get out of here. And if yeah, and if you are just a person who is a little bit shaky and doesn't have a steady hand, there's no way you can There's no remedy to it. There's no remedy, yeah. There's no way you can gain a strategy. It's just your motor skills. Literally your fine motor skills. (laughs) There are other games that I like that are perhaps ones that I could never imagine playing practically within video games. Uh, Orlog. So I love Orlog, yeah, dude. So Orlog, Orlog is from uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the most recent Assassin's Creed game. One time I played that game. Literally, I didn't do any missions. I didn't do anything. Anymore. Yeah, you just. Played I just played Orlog. Orlog. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It's great. It's so great. But that's one that I think I could not play practically because it's so intricate. Just figuring out how everything goes together would take so long. Whereas when it's in a video game, it just like happens right in front of you. It's like okay, you get this many points, you collect this many things, eliminate this many points and similarly uh liar's dice which is not a game from red dead redemption but it is in red dead redemption the first time i saw it actually was actually in um pirates of the caribbean 2 they play it on the flying dutchman and i was intrigued then and then when i actually got to play it in red dead redemption i was hooked like you with orlog i just would go to different towns and play liar's dice for like days and it's another one where where the rules are so intricate and the rounds would take so long it was the only thing missing from Red Dead Redemption 2, Liar's Dice. I missed that so much. Other than that, that game was absolutely fantastic. Okay, enough of us talking. Go about you. Oh my goodness. Get back to your knitting and good. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes this week's episode. Hope you liked it. Let us know what your favorite board games are. And don't forget to check out We're So Bored. Yeah, they are awesome. And on a few of their episodes coming up, you might hear about a uh, certain culture podcast that you're quite fond of thank you guys so much for listening this has been the geek squared show the show where we talk about the things that we talk about my name's emma and i'm tilly social media is all down below if you want to give us a follow remember to rate us if you liked us or if you didn't like us let us know what we can improve on also down below you can find the link to our buy me a coffee if you would like to fund the chaos don't forget to listen to we're so bored and have a great day Oh, what a goblin man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>